0: Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host Joanna Fleming and I am your co-host Hannah First.
1: Honey you went to Dalesford recently for a long weekend and you posted on your story that you were seeing a tarot reader and
0: you know I froth a
1: tarot reader so.
0: (laughs) I'm really skeptical because I could use my tarot reading cards and just pick out Different cards every day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel you've got to
1: go in open-minded,
0: otherwise, you don't get as much out of it. I was shocked. It was so accurate. I almost burst into tears. I I couldn't believe the accuracy of the reading. And as you know, I've told you that I'm going through like some real, I think I'm going through some sort of spiritual awakening at the moment. Oh, wow. I don't know if you said it in those words. <laughs> I, did, I did want to share this with you because I've been, um, so we'll get onto the tarot reading in a little bit, but I wanted to tell you because it's been happening and I haven't told you. Mm. So I keep seeing the number 69 everywhere, oh. everywhere. Like where? Oh yeah. <laughs> like everywhere. Like it will, it will just Literally, I will see 69, 69, like everywhere. It, like for the last month. And how do you, are you num- interpreting that to me? Okay, mean? so I, I did quite a bit of research on this. Oh, so, okay. Where, <laughs> I went on to, not Reddit, what's the other one? But anyway, know. one of those <laughs> forums. Yeah. And there was a lot of um, discussion about what the number 69 means. And so um, I'm going to read out a couple of Ones that I like. Okay. So this woman says she's a celebrity numerologist. Yeah. And she said the 69 could be a strong indication of one of two things. One could be a big change is coming or needed in the realm of relationships in your life. A six is the number of relationships, starting, ending, changing relationships. The nine is the highest change number and means change on every level. Ooh. Yeah, so, and then interestingly, adding the numbers 6, 9 and reducing, this is some numerology thing, also adds to 6. So, in numerology, you add 6 and 9 together, 15, then you add 1 and 5 together, 6. Ah. I thought that was good. And then there was another person. That responded, there was like all these numerologists like chiming in on the forum, like it means this, not it means this. And this person jumps in and says, this occurs due to combination of the following. You're experiencing confirmation bias. You have an interest in the sexual activity (laughs) associated with that number. (laughs) The graphical rotational symmetry of the pairing appeals to you. That's it. There is no mystical significance to the number or any other number because numerology is nonsense. Oh, well, they're a buzzkill, aren't they? I love numerology. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's one thing that's been happening. But then obviously in the tarot reading, I got the world card. Are you aware of the world
1: card? No. What does that mean? I think all tarot card decks are very different so what does that
0: mean right well so it's the world card means the end of a chapter whatever's gone before is done Ooh. we're not even interested in it this card says there's a million possibilities think big it's a time in your life where you can go for the opportunities that you've really really wanted think it's a think big card and this was interesting especially if you don't have anything tying you down Ooh. yeah this card says that if we're not tied down with relationships children whatever we can actually Expand. You're free as a bird. Yeah. She says you've earned a new chapter. Anyway, you've
1: earned a new chapter. I like
0: that. Yeah. So I really just, everything she said was spot on. It was pretty crazy. Mm. So, anyway, that was my weekend. I don't think we're allowed to talk about your weekend on this podcast. So, (laughs) did you want to move on to something else?
1: Um, Yes. Let's get on to what is on
0: today's episode, Hannah. What's on today's episode, jo?
1: Um, So on today's episode, we are talking about queefing or fanny farts, as you may know them. This has been highly requested and you put a question box out, Hannah, and I cannot wait to hear some of the stories that you have received. Um, and then we're speaking to Dr. Daven Lim, who is a dermatologist about all the different kinds of acne and how they're treated. And of course, our products we didn't know we needed. I mean, most people would know what it is anyway, but it's also known as vaginal gas or vaginal flatulence, even though it doesn't involve any kind of waste gases that you would associate with flatulence normally. So it can be called a queef, a fanny fart, vaginal flatulence. Uh, Durex says that it's caused by buildup of air inside the vagina. So it can happen for a variety of reasons, including penetrative sex. So... That's what we're going to be talking about today. You asked for people to send their stories through. I haven't seen any of these stories yet, so you're reading them for the first time to me.
0: So I put up, I put up a story of my coloring book. I have a like a naughty words coloring book, and yes. Fanny Fart and Queef are both mm. in that. Um, you can book.
1: see a demonstration of Hannah's coloring book on our <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> She did a show and tell and she showed the the colouring book. I think that'll be out by the time this episode airs.
0: I liked this one. So so someone did ask, you know, what's this colouring book called? But um, the next one was I got nicknamed Queen Laquefer after a particularly (laughs) epic queef-inducing session. How clever is that? Queen my that's
1: so funny.
0: (laughs) So the next one, I love Cards Against Humanity, but I don't know what this card is. So I had to explain queef to my mum during Cards Against Humanity humanity (laughs) just is queefing that deck probably it wouldn't surprise me i didn't know this you're a big pilates person Mm. but um someone said that the instructor in pilates class always has a disclaimer at the beginning that it's okay to queef oh is that a normal pilates i don't know
1: have other people (gasps) can you guys tell us if you've queefed in a pilates
0: class now this one's interesting. Can queef on Q. Oh. Um, but but what I really love about this one is they've spelt Q, Q U E. Which I <laughs> don't know if that's an intentional uh typo. I felt it was intentional. Yeah, okay. I felt that was an intentional typo. Okay, I'm not sure what this means. Forward facing fart factory. That's all <laughs> that someone wrote. <laughs> Did they think you were asking what it meant? Uh, yeah, I, th- I guess so, yeah. but I quite like that. Yeah. Forward-facing fart factory. Yeah. I love an alliteration. Mm. Farted this morning during sex when I had an orgasm. Oh. How good's that?
1: An actual fart or? Because that's different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different cringy combo. I think I'm not a quee. I, I don't queef, so like it's not something oh. that I do. Oh, Miss Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> But I <laughs> fart from my bum all the time, like <laughs> bum farting. I am terrible. In Dalesford, as you know, I ate a whole a whole wheel of cheese yes. and I don't eat that much cheese. And so I was like, oh, no. And I farted for three days straight. My poor sister's husband, oh. like every two seconds, I'm, I was like, I'm so sorry, and I just could not stop farting. Oh. But I'm not a, I don't queef as such. All right. What else? When you queef, then start laughing, and as you're laughing, you keep queefing. I mean, <laughs> how does air get up there? I'm really confused. Like, what are you doing that so much air is getting up there? Well, because it's not coming. It's not coming from your the stomach of your you, vagina. Are you like being you're... serious, Hannah? You really don't know. Oh, is she is she mid coitus? Okay, that yes. makes a bit more sense. <laughs> oh, I thought she's just sitting. I like don't think so. I think I think she meant she's laughing at a TV show. Or, or something. maybe.
1: You know what I mean? H- Hannah's miss perfect and she's never queefed in her life, so
0: she's got no personal. I have. <laughs> I've I've done di- it has happened. It's their fault. Uh, like, yeah, it is. 100%. It's their fault. Yeah. Like if they I don't need to spell this out, but I remember an ex boyfriend. I was like, Excuse me, that's not me. That's you. Yes, yeah. Like, that's not my fault. Like, that's you've done that. Yeah. I,
1: I want to reassure every woman um, that it is not an embarrassing <laughs> thing. You put it back on them. You say, That was you. Oh, so, excuse me. This is you. Yeah. You did this to me. Yeah. Like,
0: this is you. Yeah. You've pushed the air in there. Mm-hmm. So, that's my view on that. Apart
1: from your anus, different story, but totally yeah. different. Apart from the Vagine completely their fault. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are chatting to laser and aesthetic dermatologist at Cutus Clinic in Brisbane, Dr. Davin Lim welcome to the podcast i've been keen to get you on for a while so i'm glad that you're here to talk about acne and all the different kinds of acne and how it's treated welcome to the podcast
2: uh thank you very much i've actually been stalking you guys as well so uh (laughs) (laughs) thank
1: you for the invitation
2: so good timing the feelings
1: mutual (laughs) um so can we start by talking about all the different kinds of acne we can experience and how they differ we're getting a lot of questions about acne specifically hormonal acne, so I'm hoping that you can take us through all the different kinds.
2: Yeah, not a worry. I mean, it's a very complex thing to actually understand, but we can talk about it from a regional point of view. So basically you can have facial acne and from that you can have jawline acne. You can have uh, back acne, as the name suggests, back acne, chest acne, trunkal acne. Um, so that can be regional. You can also describe it, I guess, when it comes to age as well. So you can have early onset acne, so childhood acne. You can have the normal adolescent or teenage acne. Then you can have the adult acne. And the adult acne with the subgroup is the female jawline hormonal acne. Then you have other ways to describe it. A drug-induced acne, for example. Or you can describe it according to the lesions. blackhead acne, white-haired acne, cystic acne, nodular acne. So it's many ways to describe it. Uh, There's not one universal term, even for dermatologists. So we use all these terms interchangeably.
1: And how would you treat those different kinds of acne? Like, do you look at it differently when you're seeing a patient that might have the hormonal acne as opposed to, you know, a 17 year old coming in with adolescent acne?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Generally speaking, I mean, hormonal acne is one of those misnomers because when you name the word hormonal acne, people think it's due to hormones or there's an abnormality of your hormones. And most patients who come in, they get said, "Look, you know, I've got my hormone check and everything's normal." So uh, that's a misnomer. Uh, it's usually when it comes to hormonal acne, it describes something called intracry. In other words, abnormalities within the gland itself. So basically, normal hormones but the super sensitive oil gland. Generally speaking, for dermatologists, we treat that a little bit more aggressively. The reason being is that a lot of these nodules and cysts are deep seated. So, when we try topical treatments, you know, with the usual retinols, retinoids, um, ascorbic acid, alpha hydroxy acids, all that, in scrubs and washes, generally speaking, the hormonal acne are usually res- resistant to topicals so most dermatologists will intervene with basically systemic therapy tablets for example short course of tablets or or something like an anti-hormone to get it under control because the time taken to effective control is proportional to the amount of scarring so most of us try to get it under control very quickly in contrast something like teenage acne for example most of the time we do not need to intervene with systemic agents so tablets are most often not needed so things like washes, diet good skin care, that can resolve the majority of teenage acne.
0: So fungal acne seems to be gaining more notoriety recently. How would we identify it and which skin care ingredients or medications can help to tackle it?
2: It's, it's super common. It's really common, really, really common. In fact, it's just a sidestep from something called pityrosporum versicolor, which is a yeast infection on your, uh, on your skin. It's not really an infection. Basically, it's a commensal. In other words, it's there, and as a result, um, over time, for example, with puberty, uh, with heat, with occlusion, sometimes with stress, these yeasts can overpopulate, and as a result, cause these little dots on, you know, literally on your trunk. It can also affect your arms. Very rarely does it affect your face. And the overriding clinical picture with these is basically it's itchy, compared to normal acne. So it's super common, uh, in fact, I've had it in the past, yeah, when I was going to the gym a fair bit, and it just fluctuates. Most people grow out of it, it's no big deal, but if it does cause problems, whether it be symptomatic or whether people don't like the uh, look of it, then certainly using antifungals can help, that's why they've got the name fungal acne, (laughs) because the Mm -hmm. part of the treatment is just using simple antifungals. And antifungals are basically, for example, uh, creams. You can go for really simple stuff like Selsen gold shampoo, yeah, because it's got some selenium sulfide with that, and that can kill the yeast. So it's actually not a hard thing to to treat. Uh, Resistant cases, certainly derms treat it with uh, tablets, but 90% of the time just simple shampoos will do
1: So another thing that we get asked about a lot is roacutane and because it's a prescribed medication, we can't get into too much detail about it because obviously being prescribed that is very personal to that individual. So can you explain the circumstances in which you'd recommend acne medication like roacutane for a patient?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's probably (laughs) one of the most controversial drugs out there and it's partly due to, I guess, the misinformation as well. Mm -hmm. Look, to be fair, I think it's partly uh, because of social media, partly because there are some derms out there, you know, the older generation who just put a whopping big dose um, and Mm. they don't talk much about the side effects of it. So I can understand from a derm point of view because, look, when I was trained in the UK, we had uh, KPIs to hit. Um, So, you know, working with the NHS, we had to get X amount of patients uh, seen through Otherwise the funding for the departments just, you know, it's cut short. So we were, I guess, not ordered, we were encouraged to, to do whopping doses over a short period of time. Uh, that's the only way you can get through traffic, yeah? And that was 20 odd years ago. But now I guess with more information out there, I think it's easier to deliver um, messages to the patients. I guess the biggest thing with um, isotretinoin or, or Accutane is when do we actually instill that? When do we initiate the therapy? and there's no right or wrong with it because there's so many individual cases people may have you know nodular acne or papular acne they may not be bothered with it but the flip side is that we may have patients who have the exactly the same condition but they are really bothered with it to a point where they're psychologically bothered so in that situation we have to make the decision whether we prescribe it i think one of the hardest things is actually you know when the mum brings in you know, little Jane, a little Tommy, in, and they're 14, 15 years old, and you know they're going to get horrendous, absolutely horrendous scarring, uh, where you mm. can take literally a year or two before uh, we fix it, and obviously they're minors, yeah, but then the mum makes the yeah. decision that, you know, they want to go natural, or they want to go topical, um, and, and that's really hard, yeah, because we know that with proper management, proper education, close follow-up, generally speaking, we can get this under control with minimal scarring. So I think that's one of the hardest things as derms for us to actually counsel, but I think it's a hard thing to tackle. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's important for anyone who's considering that medication to go and see a dermatologist and have that conversation and find out for themselves what the side effects are, how that's going to impact your particular skin condition and whether it's going to benefit you in the short-term and long-term as well. I remember both my brothers being on Roaccutane when they were teenagers and they had the worst dry lips. Oh, <laughs> it was just shocking. The poor things. they both had like <laughs> bleeding lips in the winter, like oh, on the sides where that cracks no. and it was so dry. And they just, you know, it was one of those old school germs that has just prescribed them like no other skincare information. And so they were just using crap. <laughs> and it was, now I look back on that and go, oh, I wish I knew everything I know now. So I could have said, like, use something really hydrating before
2: you go to sleep. <laughs> Just make sure you just coat your lips with a hell of a lot of Vaseline and next yeah. morning you're a lot better. I mean, it's just that yeah. little phrase can save like 80% of dry lips. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on the topic, um, are there any skincare products that are appropriate to use for people that are on acne medication? So the first
2: thing would say is, look, why don't we cut out all the actives because things like the retinol, the ascorbic acids, AHAs, BHAs, they can all irritate skin. So there's time and place for um, skincare as in more complex actives. It's not during your isotretinoin or course. Simple is best. We start off with a sunscreen because patients on Accutane will um, burn more easily. So like a high factor sunscreen, just use it twice a day. Thereafter, most of it would simplify their skincare regime, include your lip balm, so something as cheap as Blistex or as fancy as some of the La Roche-Posay um, products.
1: I was going to say a lot of derms seem to recommend La Roche-Posay for people on Roacutane.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, La Roche is, is a good brand. I mean, it's it's uh, there's a lot of medical background with it. So w- when it comes to good skincare, I think it's, it's a pretty good company. So
1: keep it bland, I guess. You just want like a gentle cleanser a gentle moisturizer and an SPF?
2: Yep, uh, exactly. When, when it comes to the economics, I guess, of treating acne, when you look at how much isotretinoin or Accutane is in Australia, because it's subsidized, you're looking at about 50 to 70 cents per day. And product wise, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at less than less than a dollar. So realistically, mm-hmm. your acne routine is about $1. fifty per day.
1: Yeah. I usually mm-hmm. say to people when they're saying, oh, I've had acne for this long and what should I be using? Go and see a dermatologist because as yeah, soon, the sooner you get on top of it, the less money you're throwing down the drain because people tend to just... Continue to buy products because someone's told them it's going to work to treat their acne without actually going to get a professional opinion and get to the bottom of what's causing it before they spend literally hundreds or thousands of dollars on different skincare. Mm. And the reality is you may not even have to spend all that money because you just maybe need a couple of different ingredients that are going to target your concerns so i think the earlier you can get on it the better and then
2: then a lot of them spend you know three four times that amount and trying to fix up the scars yeah before seeing. yeah totally
1: yeah Mm. and that's again why i say early intervention is really important because of the Mm. scarring that comes after it and all the professional treatments you then have to have to treat it
2: i mean 100 percent and i keep telling you know people the one of the best hints i can give is Basically, do what we do when it comes to research. We, we take a photo, we count the lesions. We d- don't take a photo until another six to eight weeks, and we do a lesion count. So basically, when you take a photo, that's your baseline. And you, oh geez, today I've got like you know twenty-five zits. Retake a photo six weeks time. If that twenty-five doesn't go to ten to twelve, and it's still on you know twenty twenty-five, chances are your treatment's not working.
0: And so we've spoken about, I guess, the kinds of more serious acne that might cause scarring um, and that you might end up on acne medication for. For someone that's got maybe less serious acne and wants to, you know, use topical ingredients, do you have any specific ingredients or a routine that you would recommend to those kind of people? Yeah,
2: so before we go straight into the ingredients, basically it's just best practices, yeah. Best practices include simple things like makeup. Always remove your makeup before sleeping. Mm -hmm. We start with simple things Mm -hmm. like that. Next thing is diet. So we know now that diet makes a big part in most people. So things like cutting Mm -hmm. out sugary foods and then doing a trial to see whether dairy actually makes it worse. So those are the two big things. And then after that, when it comes to skincare, something really simple like salicylic acid. We mentioned the um, La Roche Effica. And that's going to last you three months. So use that as a wash. That's an exfoliant. Uh, And then from there, you might want to supplement with a good retinol. If you want to go high end, it's going to cost you about 110 bucks. If you want to go for um, a medium end, it's about 50 bucks. Start with accurate treatments like that, and then slowly uh, go from there. So, what we should not do is go shopping and buy a whole heap of things like the benzoyl peroxide, the salicylic acid, the retinol, the niacinamide, the ascorbic acid, because chances are your skin's not going to tolerate that. So. Each month or each six weeks that goes by, gradually uh, introduce an ingredient. Be scientific Mm. with the approach. Like I said, take a photo, uh, revisit that at six weeks. If things are going well, certainly add another ingredient um, and and go from there.
0: Mm -hmm. Very, very practical advice. I love it. Yeah, that is really
1: good advice. What we need to hear. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listening are guilty of just going down the acne aisle at Chemist Warehouse and just like piling everything into their shopping cart. I did want to ask one more question on acne caused from coming off the pill. One of my very good friends has just experienced this and it's driving her nuts. I gave her my handheld red LED to use and she's been using that for the last few weeks and she's like, oh my God, that has been the only thing that's made a difference because she was using all of the salicylic acid. She was trying to, you know, get rid of it and nothing was really helping because it was, I think, driven by hormones is that something that you would recommend for people who can't use the topical stuff to treat hormonal acne and can't get in to see a dermatologist? Would LED be an appropriate solution?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, LEDs have, first of all, when we when you talk about coming off the pill, that's something we see all the time. And let's say you started on the pill at 18, 19, you go through all of adult life with basically your acne swept under the carpet. Mm. Typically what happens is people get married, then they want kids, they come off the pill, late 20s, early 30s, root-roaring, horrendous acne, uh, because for the last you know <laughs> decade it's been camouflaged, and then conception, and then they're in big trouble because once you're, once you're conception, you're 80% of the stuff that we use can't be used in pregnancy, yep. um, and you're exactly right. So for us, what we do, we uh, use LEDs, yeah, so especially when it comes to conception, you know you have to be safe, and those L- LEDs or low level laser emission devices or, or light emitting diodes, whether it be red or blue or a combination of both, can be very effective. Mm. most of the devices we have as derms we can deliver a lot of light within a short period of time that's why they call it low mm-hmm. level laser um, and The good thing, I guess, with sunlight, you can put on sunscreen and because sunscreen filters UVB, UVA, right, but your action spectrum for your acne is not affected by sunscreen. So if you wear sunscreen, you can go outside and you can still get a good amount of visible light without getting burned or skin cancer.
1: All right, so a bit of light therapy is not too bad for the old hormonal acne then.
0: I can't understand. Every time I go on a holiday, I'm like, I can't avoid the sun at all costs. Like sometimes you have to walk around. And yeah. I'm like, why is my skin so good? Is that why? <laughs> oh, It's true. Because
2: wow. when you're holidays, normally you eat a lot of shit. Yeah? So you, you, don't, yeah. you, don't, you, you don't watch your diet. You drink a lot of alcohol. Um, you eat whatever you want. And then your skin gets better. <laughs> it's the sun that actually kills the uh, sea acnes as well.
1: Well, I hope this conversation has been really helpful for anyone that is struggling with acne concerns. You can go and see uh, Dr. Davin Lim in Brisbane if you're based there. Otherwise, there's a whole range of other derms that we've had on the podcast from different spots around Australia if you're looking to get some help with your acne. Thank you so much for joining us today. That was a really fun chat. Hannah. Products we didn't know we needed.
0: Now, I never put take my serums down to my chest because I just – I don't like – it's like I don't want to waste them. Don't you usually dedicate like specific ones
1: to putting on your chest?
0: So I have. The reason I decided to use this serum on my chest because I'm actually using – already using a pigment product on my face. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to keep using that to see if that's working because I've got all the melasma. My moustache at the – my melasma moustache at the moment is out of control. Mm. So I got – the Dermalogica Power Bright Dark Spot Serum and I was like, I'm already using a pigment product. When I, I was just going to put it in my, you Things know, to try eventually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, And but I was like, you know what, uh, maybe I'll just try it on my chest because I've obviously got some sun damage on my chest and I didn't think it was possible for my chest skin to get so soft and luminous.
1: Ooh, I actually have issues with texture on my chest. You know what I reckon it's from? A bad sunburn and I've never gotten over yeah, it. Maybe I should use that.
0: I was just like feeling my chest the other day and I was like, God, it's so soft and smooth mm. and it looks so glowy. Like is that possible that my chest is looking like yeah. glowy? Yeah. And, and also I do have a dark spot, one in particular, that is fading mm-hmm. as well. And I've only been using this for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's got niacinamide and I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, but I'll try. Hexol resol hexol Thank you. There you, you go. <laughs> Why the f- do you know that? Honestly, <laughs>
1: well, I'm the one studying dermal science. So,
0: oh my <laughs> <In> god. <fairness. laughs> so they um, reduce the appearance of dark spots. It's got shiitake mushroom. Oh, my Ooh. favorite vegetable. fay vegetable. Joe knows what I'm like in oh restaurants god, when they guys. serve me up a plate of shiitake mushrooms. You would
1: not believe the way Hannah reacts when someone dishes her up mushrooms when she's asked for no <laughs> mushrooms she loses her <laughs> shit
0: it's the only time I'm you know yeah. rude in restaurants yeah <laughs> so that will bright that brightens um the skin then it's got ashwagandha mm-hmm. that's an antioxidant and that's actually what's helping to smooth that smoothness that I'm feeling Ah, okay but then yep. it's also got black currant oil and peony flour so that's what's helping with the um radiance okay so yeah my chest has never looked better I'm actually as I told didn't I tell you yesterday I've got this new necklace that um sits in between my cleavage yes you did yeah 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 you did (laughs) yeah so I'm going to a birthday on the weekend and I was like I am gonna show yeah can you tell them what age birthday this is (laughs) She, we, we caught up yesterday
1: and she goes, I'm going to a first birthday party and I'm going to have my cleavage out. And I said, that's a strange thing to say.
0: Cause I thought there might be some hot guys I haven't met there yet. You never know. You've always got to be prepared.
1: I always say, be prepared to meet your husband. You just never know.
0: So I have like a nice top that will show off my beautiful smooth mm. luminous chest and I've got this new gold locket did I show you the inside yeah I've got yeah. I've cut, cut out photos of my mum yeah um <laughs> my mum and my dad <laughs> that's really cute um sh- should I show that she can be my show and tell if there's any hot guys yeah there. Like, yeah oh. look this is my parents um <laughs> <laughs> this is them on their wedding day <laughs> You should, I can. Hopefully, we can replace it with a photo of you and me on our wedding day. So, anyway, that's a bit off topic, mm-hmm. but that's mine. I think it would be great for your face too. So, yes. Uh, what's yours, Joe?
1: So, on the topic of mushrooms, you and I have both been using this cleanser, and I feel like we mentioned it in a past episode, but we didn't go into detail. I think someone else said that they'd been using it. It's the Cora Organics Milky Mushroom Gentle Cleansing Oil. So the interesting thing about this is that it's kind of, it looks like it's all separated. So it looks like there's a milky part at the top and oil at the bottom or either way around. Can't remember how the science works. There's an oil at top and then... But yes, 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 it is. Oil at the top. Oil on the top. Yeah, right. So it's a gentle cleanser. It helps to remove makeup and all of the other impurities on the skin. And I'd run out of my Alabache one and I just wanted to try to see if it was any good. What I noticed was that it removes face makeup really well. Struggled a little bit more on the eyes than my other one used to, but I really like it. Like it honestly takes off all my face makeup. And that's what my other one used to struggle with. I found that I'd have to do, you know, even a third cleanse with my bioderma just to get the edges of like my hairline and stuff. But I feel like this takes off foundation really, really well. It's got um, Babassu oil in it, which is rich in essential fatty acids and antioxidants. It's got apple seed oil, which has your omega-6 and 9. Silver ear mushroom is where the mushroom element comes from, and that helps to bind moisture to your skin to increase hydration. So great for anyone with a drier skin type, but pretty much anyone can use a cleansing oil anyway. I generally apply on dry skin. I believe it says you can apply on wet or dry it's up to you. I do dry because that's how I use a cleansing oil. But I have really liked it. it. Smells really nice. And as I said, removes face makeup really well. You just might need a bioderma or something for the eyes. I feel like it's not as much of a powerhouse as some other cleansing oils like Dermalogica.
0: I don't wear um eye makeup day to day, do you? No. No.
1: But I would I use this daily for like just
0: like yeah. sunscreen and I'm stuff loving as well. It.
1: Yeah, it's, I honestly am mm. surprised that I actually like it as much as I do.
0: And you can't forget the most scientific part of it all. Oh. It's energised with clear quartz and rose sorry, quartz. Sorry,
1: I forgot to mention the crystal element. It is yeah. energised with crystal clear quartz and rose quartz, guys. So, yeah, promoting self-love and clarity. Yeah, it's science. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's, yeah. Sorry, that was like literally the most important part. I haven't even told you this. I booked a flight to New Zealand this morning. Did you? When are you going? So um, in June. Oh, nice. For 10 days. And um, I get, I've got to get a new passport. Ooh. Mine expires in November 2021. I think you need a passport for New Zealand. Anyway, I just, you ass- do. I just assumed you. <laughs> it's overseas. Yeah, okay. I wasn't I sure. Wasn't <laughs> oh sh- I don't know. I thought we might have some reciprocal arrangement. <laughs> Who fucking <laughs> knows? Anyway, yeah. I went to Oz Post and I had passport photos (laughs) and she said how old are these I was like I don't know like a year she's like no you're gonna need to get new ones oh and I was not looking my best I'll be honest with you no I know I'm I'm actually gonna send you the pic now because I wanted to save this and get your oh my god I I wanted to that's my
1: worst nightmare having to take passport photos when I'm not ready I've sent it on Instagram okay let me go and look I look so dead in. I look oh, dead inside. Oh, you don't look that bad, but you've definitely looked better. Oh my god, the hair! <laughs> yes. I haven't washed it's my there. hair for me.
0: <laughs> it's the hair. What am I gonna do? What if there's a, if there's a hot guy oh. doing my passport? Your
1: skin looks really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, you look really glowy and like fresh. But the hair for me, with the like,
0: oh my god, the
1: side bits.
0: <laughs> anyway, it's done now. It's Done. What's get- done is done. I'm going in eight weeks to New Zealand, so I actually had to get it like done. We have
1: any New Zealand listeners that can send some recommendations to you, places to go and things to do.
0: A listener did tell send me an Instagram that they're looking at a travel bubble with Thailand, oh. except you've got to be vaccinated. I'm pretty sure. So we'll see like, about that, that, Hannah. <laughs>